Welcome everyone, it's Sports Decaf in the morning. It's a Friday, approximately 8 a.m. It's the man of the hour, Tariq Abdullah. It's the boy, Tariq Fatou. <clears throat> so for today, we talked about mental health awareness on our show, you know, a few shows before this. And uh, today we want to focus specifically on Josh Gordon, who's been going through a lot lately. So he went from the top receiver in the league from a... Th- to, let's talk about where he came from. So he's a three-star recruit coming out of high school. He goes in, he you know he gets signed to Baylor. He plays two seasons from 2009 to 2010. He pretty much gets cut for marijuana issues. So then he transfers to Utah, and the same thing from there. I mean, he never plays a game the 2011 season. He gets drafted in the second round. I mean, the guy is a freak athlete, probably the quickest feat in the league, one of the fastest, you know, receivers in the league I mean the guy's a gifted athlete we know we know he can play football I mean he's had a season where he played 14 games in 2013 and had 1600 receiving yards and I think it was about 13 touchdowns if I'm not mistaken but I mean nine touchdowns so we know we know at his best he's one of the best receivers in the league but the issue is I mean he just he can't lay off the weed like I, I don't think it's right the way the NFL took action the way they did, but I mean now, now the guy's going through you know much more than just you know being able to you know control himself from you know illicit s- substances in the league. So I mean, we just don't know what exactly is going through his head right now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's extremely disappointing to see. You look at someone like Josh Gordon; he has all this all the talents, the skill set to be an elite receiver. I mean, that's not even. Talk about football because right now I don't even have the Patriots as my Super Bowl as my Super Bowl pick anymore. I mean I don't I don't expect them to come out the AFC anymore. But just just looking at a pure Josh Gordon standpoint, it's disappointing to see. I mean I don't want to you know go ahead and call it a waste of talent, but I mean to an extent it actually is a waste of talent. It's it's a disappointment because you look at someone like Josh Gordon, he does have the potential to be an elite receiver, but there's life after football. Mm-hmm. I mean there's life you know after football. You look at someone like him. I mean what's what's he doing on his free time? Well, he's probably, you know, doing weed, you know, Xanax, whatever. Keep in mind, he's been addicted to Xanax and weed since he was in middle school. Yeah. I mean, we at the end of the day, football is just a sport. We got to we gotta make sure that we're good within ourselves before we can do anything else, such, you know, such as playing sports. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's good to see that he's taking a mental break. He did the same thing with, you know, with the Browns, uh, you know, a few years ago. But, I mean – he's he's let down a lot of people as well on the ride. He's let down teammates. He's let down coaches. He's let down he's let down the front office staff. So I mean, it's good that he's taking a break. But I mean, he's t- he's taking a break before. So I mean, I actually want to see this guy get better. Hopefully, he comes back with a better comeback story than he was going to portray this year. Because I mean, he's 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 someone you want to root for. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I don't see I don't see you know someone not wanting to root for him. But it's, it's disappointing to see, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, he got he got signed with the Patriots this season. I mean, like you said, you don't see him winning a Super Bowl. I mean, he's he's still one of their best receivers. I mean, he came in, you know, just a few games, not many games this season, and he's already have he already has 720 receiving yards with the Patriots and three touchdowns. So he's definitely a factor in the league. Oh yeah, definitely. That's why that's why I don't think that they're gonna win the Super yeah. Bowl anymore. Because if, you, if you remember the if you remember the, I think it was two episodes ago. I predicted the Super Bowl to, to make it out the AFC. Yeah. Well, I mean, not anymore. You look at Julian Edelman, he's a shell of himself. He's mm-hmm. not playing that good. Rob Gronkowski hasn't been playing up to par. 
Tom Brady's not really playing like Tom Brady usually plays. So I mean, that's just that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, that definitely. receiving core is not definitely not it's not it. So yeah, I mean, I think Josh Gordon's overcame a lot, but one one thing that really bothers me is you you have guys you know getting arrested for you know DUIs, DWIs. You know, like we said, you know, we also had a segment about, you know, domestic violence in the NFL. You know, it's things that don't seem fair to me. You know, they're let off the, you know, hook a little bit more than than players. You, I mean, so we we look at his 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 pro, his issue. OK, he has an issue with marijuana. The, the guy has to have his weed. But if you statist if you look at the stats, alcohol causes 88,000 deaths in the U.S. a year. Marijuana, nowhere near, maybe not even a single death that we know of. But, I mean, to to allow players, you know, to get away with small, you know, what are seem to be small things like a DUI is just ridiculous. Because, I mean, I mean, this is how the guy copes with his, you know, pain and his emotions. I mean, like he said, I mean, his career, his career season, the guy said before every game he was drinking alcohol and he was smoking weed. And he had a career year, 1,600 receiving yards. So, I mean, it's not affecting his game. Well, so, I mean, I mean, it, it could just, be affecting his game because it's actually, I actually want to see how good he'd be if he wasn't taking it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we see him taking it and he's top receiver. I mean, and then I'm, but yeah, imagine if I know, he doesn't take it, like, but, you know, that's up to our yeah. imagination. You don't ever know. I mean, who knows? Happen. He could have a, he could have 2,000 receiving yards like it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, he was averaging 117 receiving yards that season, he only played 14 games. I mean, if he plays 16 games and he's 100% Josh Gordon, he hits 2,000 receiving yards easy. And keep in mind, that's with the Cleveland Browns. The guy can make nothing into something. Freakish athlete. Those of you who don't know, you thought Chad Johnson had quick feet? I mean, he does, but this guy, Josh Gordon, he's the flash for a reason. The, the guy is versatile. I mean, he, he has hands. He doesn't really drop footballs. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's definitely... if. If he's at, if he plays up to par and he's himself, he's a top five receiver in the league, yep. without a doubt. Well, I mean, back to your point. I mean, the NFL's never been consistent with their, mm-hmm. I mean, with their punishments on players for doing certain crimes. You look at someone like Ben Roethlisberger. Well, I mean, he got accused for molesting a whole child, and I don't want to, I don't want to compare crimes, but that has got to be. Yeah. One of the most atrocious crimes, you know, out there. Absolutely, a whole child, and and the NFL, they're still letting the guy play. But you look at someone, you look at someone that took, you know, that does smoke weed, that does, whatever. But it's just not consistent. I mean, I understand that smoking weed and you know doing drugs is is a whole other crime, and you shouldn't do it. But to let, to, to sit here and let players that abuse women or to abuse children yeah. or to sexually harass children. Or you know to to do to do su- such things like that, it's just not consistent. Uh, and you know you could throw out, oh, there's you know there might not be a much, uh, too much evidence for all that, and I understand that. But the NFL is a whole professional league, and for you know to not do an investigation on that, it, I, I don't know, I, it just doesn't. It's mind boggling. I don't understand. I mean, let's just be real. There's there's a handful of guys that smoke weed in the NFL till this day. Handful. There's I mean, more than it. a bunch of handfuls. Maybe I, I, I'm gonna throw this number. I mean, I'd say about forty percent, forty to fifty. percent Yeah. I, no. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, the hits they're taking, things like that, and I mean, it's been medically proven to you know help these players, you know, with their mental health. 
because you know they're getting beat up day in day out athletes are getting stronger you know they're doing things they weren't they're the human body's not supposed to do you know they're hitting you know a guy running 20 miles per hour just imagine a collision like that it's almost like getting hit by a car but i mean i just it, it's sad to see a guy you know go from one of the best players in the league to to you know almost you know not even not even remembered as as an NFL player from what it's looking like. He was suspended all 2015, reinstated in 2016, but entered rehab. And then he was suspended in first – he was suspended the first four games of that season. And then, I mean, the guy just never – I feel like he was treated differently than other players. And I, I think you get, you got to take – the NFL has to take blame for this. I mean, the way you – the way you took action on this situation was just wrong. Well, yeah, because, well, let's just call it for what it is. You know why they took so long on this situation? Because it's Josh Gordon. Yeah. They knew how good he can be. They know how much money he can make for them. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, they kept giving him chances. I mean, Josh Gordon, is an, he, he had the potential to be an elite receiver, no doubt about it. Yeah. That's why the NFL didn't let him go. And I guarantee you if someone like Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham Jr. was in the same, situa- uh, same situation right now, it would almost be identical. They wouldn't keep giving them chances. I mean, that's 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 how I think about it. It's just a business. You know, you know how the NFL runs. I yeah. mean, I just think they they gave him they gave him a severe punishment for something that I believe was you know not as you know dramatic as you know these other players what they're getting away with. Well, I mean, he's been he's been coping with this for all his life. I mean, he, he can't just wake up one day no, and No, but stop. but what I'm trying to get at though is that he's been doing, you know, he's been doing all these drugs, you know, drinking alcohol before games, you know, before, you know, for how for how many years? We don't know. Yeah. Maybe possibly his whole career. So I mean, it makes sense that the NFL's taking, you know, taking action because if you're going to let someone like that like that do it before games and, you know, let him buy by smoking weed all the time just cuz just cuz he's a he's addicted to it, it's not fair. I mean, you got to be consistent with some type of some type of punishments that you're given, because if you're going to give someone, you know, like a, I don't, I don't understand, I don't know, but I mean, if you're going to give like a random player, you know, punishments for smoking weed, then you got to do it to Josh Gordon, no matter if he's addicted or not. You just, you've got to be consistent with what you're ruling. But I, I personally don't think that they're consistent with their punishments. Yeah, that, that, that's the whole. That's problem. the whole issue with me. I mean, you get, you let some, you let someone, you know, molest a child, rape, you know, sexually assault a woman, and then they won't do anything until they see physical evidence but there could be there could be like lined up evidence lined up facts that he did it but if they don't see a video of him doing it they're just they're just not gonna they're not gonna give him any type of punishment absolutely so i mean that's how i feel about it nfl is not consistent at all with their punishments but they got to be consistent with their ruling Mm -hmm. And, and another thing that was very inconsistent was the latest pro bowl you know picks so how how do you feel about you know the Pro Bowl picks, and who do you, who do you feel was the biggest snub within that <clears throat> group this year? So let me go out and say real quick that the biggest Pro Bowl snub is gonna stay in Indy. It's it's, uh, it's, it's two guys. It's in Indy. two guys in Indy, and I personally think it's it's Darius Leonard. I mean that that was my guy too. He he had 146 tackles, seven sacks, four forced fumbles, and he had 12 sa- tackles for loss. Really good stats, and he's a rookie. Well, let's just compare him to the dudes that did make the Pro Bowl. Let's look at Bernard McKinney. He had 96 tackles and one forced fumble, which, and Darius Leonard beats him in almost every statistical category. 
C.J. Mosley had 91 tackles and zero forced fumbles. Oh, well, Darius Leonard beats him in every single statistical category. And his team's on the verge of making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It just it doesn't make sense. I understand that he's a rookie and whatnot. So and, it, and he missed one game. Keep he missed, mind. yeah. And, I mean, I understand he's a rookie and whatnot. So there might be some type of factor, but it doesn't make sense how he's going to probably make all pro, but he's not mm-hmm. going to make the Pro Bowl. It's it's not consistent. It doesn't make sense. I don't know what the Pro Bowl voters were looking at. If you look at just the specific stats, he's beating them in every single statistical category. I mean, there's two players in Indy that's been robbed, but I feel like he's been robbed more. Yeah, I definitely because he's having. I mean, he's having the. They said Luke Keekley had the greatest linebacker year his rookie year, and I mean Darius Leonard beats him in tackles per game. He beats him in forced fumbles. You know, I think they're about the same on, you know, one interception. You know, he he beats him in sacks. Luke Keekley has 12 sacks for his career. Darius Leonard has seven this season. He has more more tackles than Luke Keekley. I'm not taking nothing away from the guy, but, I mean, he's got more tackles than Luke Keekley this season. We're not even going to compare it to his rookie year. His rookie year, it's ab- above and beyond than what we'd expect from any linebacker. So he's having arguably the greatest – Rookie linebacker season in the history of the NFL. He is leading the NFL in tackles, like you said. You know, I mean, the numbers just don't lie. Some sometimes you just and I mean, we understand he's a rookie, but there's no one else in the and league. And he's considered that he's considered already one of the best linebackers in Absolutely. the game right now. It just doesn't make doesn't make sense to me. It it's ridiculous. I mean, there's another. I mean, I'm not even. You know me with Andrew Luck. I mean, that's my guy. Yeah. I mean, 3,900 passing yards, 34 touchdowns, which is second in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes' historic season, and 13 interceptions. And talk, let's talk about he's 8-1 in his last nine games. And so, so, but I, I still think Darius Leonard is just, you know, he's having a, just a different year. Well, the reason why I chose Darius Leonard and not Andrew Luck is year. because Darius Leonard is beating almost every single every, pro bowler yeah. that's in his position in statistical categories. Mm-hmm. But for you, but you look at Andrew Luck. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, you're gonna have Philip Chargers. I'm Philip Rivers, sorry. Yeah. And you're gonna have Patrick Mahomes. You can argue between him and Tom Brady, but I mean, I feel like Tom Brady's name just carried him carried him into the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, to the Pro Bowl, excuse me. But I mean, it's no doubt Andrew Luck's having a better. Absolutely. But I mean, those Pro Bowl snubs are staying. They're staying in Indy. I don't think anyone else had, yeah. got got snubbed. They as have hard. the two biggest. You can, snubs. you can look at the rookie from Dallas as well, but I mean. Who was his competition? It was Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner. So I mean, it's like, I mean, it's understandable. Yeah, it's understandable. I mean, he he he's had a good, very good season, but yeah, I mean, he he's just in a more heavy. Comp- yeah, comp- yeah, of course. But I think if Darius Leonard's in the NFC, he still deserves a Pro Bowl. No doubt. He's just having that oh, year. No, no doubt. No doubt. And just look look at the the Colts defensively. They've had struggles. You know, they've never had a defense within the last. You know, we can argue eight nine years. I mean, they're they're seven and one. And that was really when Darius Leonard started to get his rhythm. They're seven and one the last eight games. Okay, and the Colts are allowing the least points per game. I mean, that's the Darius Leonard effect. The guy, the guy is a baller. The guy, freakish, freakish ass. He's a beast. I mean, he you you don't you don't break his tackles. I mean, he, he he's gonna he's gonna find you and he's gonna get you on that football field. So I just. I don't think there was any bigger snub, and I think you know me and you agree, and the rest of the world. About time they, we the rest agree of the on world, something. <laughs> if, they, if they can probably look at those numbers, you know they'll agree too. Yeah, of course, numbers don't lie. We always yeah. know that. So I mean, absolutely. You know, I'm a number. I'm a numbers guy to an extent. So if I just see 
you know, I, first of all, I saw him play against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was he he had a lights out game. He had a, had a really good game. I mean, but no, he was letting no one get by. No one. I mean, he made Ezekiel Elliott look like an average running back at times. But then, then again, see, I'm not gonna get too much onto Zeke that game because he still was five yards a carry. Yeah, but I they mean, just, it, but Cowboys they just still give him Cowboys his carries. still had zero points. They had they shut him down. They shut play him play calling. Yeah, no, that's definitely a coaching yeah. issue. I'm not trying to, you know, no yeah. but I mean, still, players play. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a playmaker, you're a playmaker. Yeah, because a guy like Zeke can really break down the defense. He oh, can really yeah. get him tired. So I mean, it gets to a point, you know, break down that defense and then start working on your pass game. But it's just that coaching just, you know, seems to do the unexpected, unexpected in a bad way. Well, since we're talking about unexpected, expected, I mean. We're gonna talk about you know let's talk about what's the better free agent destination the Nets or the Knicks we all we know that the Knicks are the most sporadic and unexpected franchise in the league mm-hmm. but if you're a free agent what's the best destination to go to the better destination to go to excuse me the Nets or the Knicks I'm gonna say the Knicks just just because of first of all it's the mecca of basketball I mean no disrespect to Brooklyn you know phenomenal you know franchise but I mean. It's the Knicks. the The team doesn't win, and they're still, you know, one of the, it's one of the greatest atmospheres you can play in. And I mean, as a free agent coming into New York, they got the salary cap space. They've got rising talent. They've got a guy like Kevin Knox, who who's had some flashes this season. They've got Emmanuel Mudiay, you know, who's who's you know doing better than what we've expected. Yeah, they, he's established. Got Porzingis. He's, he's established himself in the league. Yeah, they've got Porzingis. They've got Mitchell Robinson, who. Who I think if he gets to that, you know, if he can, you know, find his game and you really develop into like, you know, a more perimeter player, I mean, he can be, you know, one of the deadly forces in this league. I mean, the guy's a free he's a he's a freak at the center position. I mean, defensively, you know, he he's a stopper on defense. But I just think it's it's a matter of, you know, win and will if if he can get to that level. But I think New York for the future that they're headed to. I mean, a guy like Tim Hardaway who's giving you 20 a night. I mean, I just think you got to put everything together. I mean, that it's a no-brainer. Did you say it's a no-brainer? It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer that it's the Nets. You know why? Well, no. Nah. Well, well, first of all, they got D'Angelo Russell, who's 22 years old. He's giving you 18-4-6. Karis LeVert's also 24 years old, giving you 18-4-4. and Jared Allen is 20 years old, giving you 12, 8, and one and a half box. Shout, shout out to Texas Longhorns on that. Spencer Dinwiddie is your sixth man. I mean, keep in mind, Brooklyn has shown a, a, extreme amounts of professionalism. You look at New York, well, you know, their owner is trying to sell their own franchise. You look at New York, oh, well, you just saw Charles Oakley get in a fight last year. Oh, you look at New York, well, they have no type of, you know, stability. Keep in mind the Nets are half a game from going into the playoffs. Where are the New York Knicks right now? They're at the bottom tier of the Eastern Conference. So if you're looking at a better better place to stay, well, obviously New York Knicks is not going to – I mean, New York is better, you know, environmentally than Brooklyn. But what's a better team to go to? The Nets, no doubt about it. They have more promising young talent. I mean, you look at someone like D'Angelo Russell. He's 22 years old. He's a cornerstone that you can build around. Got someone like Karis LeVert, he's finally established himself in the league. Jared Allen, he's going to end up being an elite defensive center whenever it's all said and done. Absolutely. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie is a great six man. That team, that team has a lot of good young pieces around them. So I just, I personally would rather go to the Nets if I'm a person like 
Kawhi Leonard or Kevin mm-hmm. Durant. Not not in terms of oh okay it's New York I'm gonna enjoy myself there, but as, in terms of okay well hey I'm it's not too I'm not too far off I'm still in Brooklyn, and this team's actually pretty good. So that's that's what I gotta say about it. I mean we still gotta take into account New York Knicks might get a lottery pick. So I mean if if you're looking at a guy like Zion R J Barry I mean that's it this. This team is but, set but with let's the free agent. Just, but let's just look at it right now. If free agency started right now, but but we it, we know, but we know Nets by the are, end of the season they're gonna get that lottery pick. But I mean, if you look at New York's, I mean, luck. I mean, a free agent. You look at New York's. You look at New York's luck. I mean, who says that they're gonna get the number one pick, the number two pick? I mean, who knows? I mean, who, you're good. right. Who does knows? But I mean, but they're, they're getting a lottery pick. I mean, I mean, getting they're getting a lottery pick. But in this I mean, draft, top five, you, you're going to get something special. But do you think a, a top five pick is going to lure someone just to come to New York just because of the top five pick? I don't think so. I mean, they got. It's not like they have no one. They got Porzingis. Okay, Porzingis, and he's coming off an of ACL tear. I mean, he's still young. Okay, then who else do they have? They've I mean, got Tim Hardaway giving you twenty. But he's overpaid. I mean, who else are they paying though? You got to pay he's, somebody. I mean, he's still overpaid though. I mean, you got you got to meet your you know your, your salary cap. I mean you you, you got to pay someone. I mean yeah you got to pay. I mean obviously but I mean he's overpaid regardless of whether you got to pay someone or not. I just think that Brooklyn has has a brighter future right now than the Knicks. They're a better team. They've first of all shout out to Brooklyn because they have no picks. <laughs> Their team is actually pretty decent with no picks. Like just let's just think about that. They've established themselves through. First of all, taking these salary dumps, they've got guys like Kenneth Fareed. I mean, they've picked up, you know, you know. Kenneth Fareed hasn't. I don't think he's played a game all season. He hasn't. He, you're right, he hasn't. But that's just an example of who they've been trading for. I mm-hmm. mean, they traded Brooke Lopez. They got D'Angelo Russell. They picked up a guy like Harris Levert, who really didn't establish himself within the NBA but, circles. But they 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 traded a, little, a lot for D'Angelo. They traded D'Angelo, uh, Brooke Lopez, and Kuzma. So just imagine that. You mean they traded a pick? I mean, they drafted Kuzma and they traded him. Okay, well, but I mean, you so, got I mean, that. That's pretty tough. But you, but you also got to look at the teams. The, like Brook Lopez wasn't gonna stay within that team's. Yeah, I understand future. trading Brook Lopez, but I mean, Kuzma. I'm not saying they knew he was gonna be who he was, but that 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 was a tough one. I mean, imagine a Kuzma, D'Angelo Russell, Dinwiddie. That would have been pretty nice. Well, yeah, I I can agree with that, but I mean. Still, yeah. I mean, they still did. I think they've done a great job of mm-hmm. identifying talent. No doubt about it. I mean, yeah, you, definitely. You, I'll get you there. You you got me there with the Kuzma trade. They probably did lose that trade though. Mm-hmm. You're right about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think they lost that trade because essentially you're just trading Brook Lopez. I mean, you're you're, you're trading Kuzma for De, for D'Angelo Russell because Brook Lopez mm-hmm. is not you know with that team anymore. So I I can agree with that. I I can give you that. But I mean, still you still got D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, he's 22 years old. He's a he's a pretty solid point guard. He's he's definitely you know every year he's been getting better. Of course, no no doubt about it. Jared Allen's only twenty years old too. I, I mean he's he's, he's a defensive stopper. He's going to be a really good center in the league. I mean that's that's that Longhorn gift. I mean if you just look at whose roster is better, I mean right now, I I think they're about to me. I think they they're don't both say about, they're even. Do not say they're even because their record does not say so. I mean we, we just got to wait for Perzingis to come back and we got to see how this team plays out. I mean they still got Ennis Cantor. He's giving you you know. What fifteen points, thirteen rebounds a game? You know he's had a thirty twenty game. I mean they they have some solid. I think the whole thing, the blueprint behind that team, is if you can get Porzingis back. If you do, I think they're definitely better. Well, like let's just hope that he comes back the same. 
And also, New York is, mm-hmm. has still been known to be a mess, regardless. I mean, of, I think it's all you. Melo's out. Phil Jackson's out. I mean, now it's just it's a fresh start. And I, I hope it. I hope it is a fresh start. They, they need something. They, in New York. No, they gotta get. Honestly, they gotta get rid of James Dolan. James Dolan has to sell that team because he's been a bad aura for that whole mm-hmm. that whole franchise. But I mean, personally, if I'm if I'm KD, I'd, I'd I'd rather go to the Nets. I mean, less drama. But I mean, the a guy the like team. KD. I mean, he's do the same thing LeBron did. Make a business move. Go to no, New York. no, no. I, I, I'm not saying he'll. Yeah. I'm not saying he'll choose the Nets over the mm-hmm. Knicks. I'm saying if I just want to go somewhere for purely basketball reasons, the Nets, in my opinion, are a better franchise to go to than the New York Knicks, in my opinion. But if you think about it, you put a guy like Durant around both teams, it's it's going to be a deadly, deadly thing to see. Because I mean, you're putting Durant around a guy like Karis LeVert, you know. Spencer Dinwiddie, D'Angelo Russell, like that—that's solid, you know, pieces. I mean, you have a role play. You have role players who can be potential stars in the league. I mean, that's and then you put him with the a, a future superstar if he can, you know, be himself again within, you know, Porzingis. I mean, it's it's just if I'm Durant or any other star athlete, I mean, you get royalties off your shoes. You go to New York, your shoes are selling like hotcakes. Your checks are going up. I mean, it's just, but keep it's in just mind, a this, place to go. Well, yeah, but that's why I said for purely basketball reasons, I'd I mean, that as well. either or, I think it's it's a win. I think it's a win-win situation. I think you can go to Brooklyn and not regret. You I, know. I, no, I honestly think it would be a, a loose situation if Porzingis doesn't come back. Yeah, yeah that's. I think that's the whole thing. We got to see how how he you know comes back and yeah. performs because for a guy seven foot three. That's that's gonna be the that's gonna be the New York Knicks' b- biggest issue mm-hmm. this year. Not you know not winning, not whatever. First of all, they have to identify talent within the draft. They got to yeah. pick someone good, whether it's gonna be Zion Williamson or whatever they need. They got to do that. But the second thing that they got to do is make they got to portray and showcase the whole NBA that hey, Chris Porzingis is still good. So whenever Chris Porzingis is healthy, mm-hmm. they got to play him. And they gotta, you know, he Chris Porzingis has to play, and it's, he's not he's not gonna have to play for within his stats. He's gonna have to play for free agents for free agency. That's just yeah. That's really what it is. Because if you're a free agent, and then you see how Chris Porzingis has been playing after that ACL tear, you're like, oh man, he's only averaging what 13 points a game, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But he has to, he has to play good in order for them to be able to get good free agents. Because if if he's not playing too good, no one's gonna want to play with him. I think the whole thing is I don't think he has to put good up stats. I think he has to show show flashes here and there. Like, you know, can he still, you know, he's, does he still have his shot? Can he still, you know, do his thing? Does, you know, has he, you know, developed his, you know, fadeaway? Things, li- little things, you know, players are going to look at. Like, okay, if he stays healthy, I, I can see, you know, definitely a bright future with this guy. But rather than like, oh, you know, he's only putting up 13. I mean, I feel like if he puts up 13 and they see, you know, those flashes – well, it depends. Well, I mean, it all depends how he gets his thirteen as well. Yeah. What I was trying to get at though is that he's like shooting. He's getting thirteen a game and shooting like thirty percent mm-hmm. from the field. I mean, that's a different story. That's that's how I was trying to portray it. Yeah. But I mean, you you do have a point. But I mean, personally, I just think that if I'm if I'm Kevin Durant, I want to see this guy fully back before I commit to any type of long term deal with the Knicks. Yeah. I want to make sure that hey, Chris Bosh, Chris Bosh, Brzezinski, excuse me, is still himself and is still an All Star. So. Mm-hmm. See my whole. Uh, I'm not really afraid of the ACL. I'm not either. I mean, I've, I'm just. I'm seen, just making. Yeah. I, I just. I'm just. I'm agent. afraid that his. He's a seven foot three guy who had tore his ACL. And he's super skinny as well. Yeah. Early on in his career. I mean that. That's really what's throwing me off. Because yep. I mean, 
you tear one ACL, you're you're more you're more prone to tear the other one. I mean, that's just the science behind it. But who knows? You know, maybe he has you know the right treatment. No, technology has definitely advanced now. Yeah. So you look. I mean, he's, he'll be. I'm not saying he's not going to be all right. I just I'm just saying as a free agent, as Kevin Durant or you know Kawhi Leonard, I got to make sure that this guy is 100 percent healthy mm-hmm. and still back to himself before I try to commit to the New York. That's Absolutely. Just how I feel. I get what you mean there. I mean, speaking of committing, though, I mean, LeBron's been trying to get with Anthony Davis. He's been trying to get Anthony Davis to come to L.A. So when, you know, you know reporters ask him, like, hey, you know, LeBron, how would it feel to have Anthony Davis come to the Lakers? LeBron responds, you know, in a good way, in a, in a respectful way. He said, you know, it would be amazing. Anthony Davis is definitely someone I want to play with. Well, then they asked Anthony Davis after a loss to, I think, think maybe the Pistons. I'm not sure. I'm probably wrong on that, but they still lost. And then they told him, they asked him like, hey, you know, LeBron said this yada, yada, yada about you. And he said, I don't care. I mean, he, he doesn't care about playing with LeBron apparently, but I mean, so I mean, what's your, what's your, what's your take on that? So it would, it would be definitely one of the greatest duos in the history of the NBA, but is it going to happen? Absolutely not. But I think there's one trade that can happen. So I was on Reddit the other day, you know, had to, you know, see a little, you know, news. And I came across this, I think, which is the perfect trade for all, for three teams, the Phoenix Suns, the Boston Celtics, and the New Orleans Pelicans. So the trade proposed was Terry Rozier to the Phoenix Suns. Then you have Anthony Davis and Solomon Hill to the Boston Celtics. And then the Pelicans receive Al Horford, Josh Jackson and Jalen Brown. All of that meets the salary cap requirements. I mean, everything is is gonna fit in place. I mean, what do you think about that trade? I mean, that's definitely a good trade, but I I just think that the fact that Anthony Davis signed with Clutch Sports just gives a whole another you know another viewpoint that he might be going to the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers. They're 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 the more they're going to be the more aggressive franchise in terms of trying to get Anthony Davis. I mean, we know that that the Celtics have been trying to get Anthony Davis for a while, but I mean, if the if the if the Lakers do not get Anthony Davis, who are they going to get? Honestly, because Kevin Durant has said that he doesn't want to be in L.A. Basically, Kawhi Leonard has given hints that he probably wants to go to the Clippers more than he wants to go to the Lakers. I mean, he said that the Clippers is probably his favorite. Staying team. in Toronto. I mean, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, he said that he's. Still interested in playing in his hometown, so I don't. How are you gonna defy just, that? Just tr- you're gonna have to trust me on this one. You're gonna have to trust the process. No, I'd rather trust Woj. But anyways, I mean, and and back to what I was trying to say before I was rudely interrupted. Um, <laughs> the I mean the 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 Lakers the Lakers got to make this trade because what it's looking to right now is that they're probably gonna get someone like Chris Middleton in the free agency, and they're not gonna be able to get you know Kyrie Irving or. Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard. It's looking like they're going to get a, 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 a tier two player. Check this out. Kyrie's off limits, staying with Boston. Kawhi I never, Leonard, I never, staying in Toronto. Durant is not going to L.A. I don't understand how you're just going to defy what Wojnowski just said. I mean, he can, he can what's say. The, what's the point of, what's the point of a ESPN not, analyst happening. or reporter if you're not going to listen happening. to what he's saying? You can see this all from the viewer's eye. What are you... He even said, I mean, "You don't got to be stubborn." Come let's on, just, come on. You got to come on. Let's be realistic, so- though. Durant is not going to LA. I didn't. I didn't. I just said he's not going to I LA. I understand, but Kyrie's not leaving. I didn't say Kyrie is leaving. And I mean, dude, Kawhi Leonard's staying. Like it's, 
What what evidence do you have that Kawhi Leonard's staying? The viewer's you, eye. What viewer's eye? You just I stuff. can just I can just see him staying. Why? Can you give me any any indication? You know what? You know what? Let's bet on this. You you want to bet on this? That he's staying like, in Toronto. All our viewers are going to hear this right here. L- l- let's bet on this one. Uh bet on what? You got him going to the Clippers. I don't have him going to the Clippers. I have him not staying in Toronto because he can go to the Nets. I, I, he can go to you New know York. What? You have him leaving Toronto. He's leaving. Toronto. I have him staying in Toronto. Okay. I'd rather. I, I mean, personally, I I don't see the point of having you know what L- lunch on you, lunch on you such in as June. Adrian Wojnarowski and then not listening to him. I mean, L- if, lunch if on man, you in June. If the man says, "Hey, he's still eyeing his hometown. He's still interested interested in playing for for LA." It doesn't make sense to why you just wouldn't believe that. What's the point of just not believing that? The viewer's eye, man. It's, it's, what it's, viewer's it's, eye? It's been doing me well. I saw with the viewer's eye, LeBron was going to Cleveland. And I saw he was leaving. Everyone knew he was going to it's Cleveland. It's common things, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. You don't let DeMar DeRozan go. Do you know why they let DeMar DeRozan go? I mean. Because he wasn't doing, he wasn't yeah, good enough. Yeah, but you just don't let that go for Kawhi Leonard who's going to leave. You mean you just lose. It's a lose. That's lose. the risk of it. That's literally the risk of it. That's why everyone, everyone at first. That's why I personally thought at first that the San Antonio Spurs won the trade. But mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know if if Kawhi Leonard is going to stay with Toronto. You don't have any type of inside scoop. You don't know that. So, so you don't want to bet on it? I'll bet on it. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to leave Toronto. Right. I'm going to expect lunch from you in June. Okay. I mean, that's no problem. June, July. I'll if and if I win, you got to take me out to got lunch you. too. I mean, that's that's a, that's a free stake on you because Toronto, hey, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto might not be able to keep Kawhi. Because Toronto's standpoint this whole this whole season is saying that their base their their whole goal is just to not mess up anything with Kawhi. They don't know if they're they don't know if they can keep him. They don't know if they can do you know if if he'll want to stay in Toronto. But their whole goal is to not give him a reason to want to leave. Mm-hmm. That's that's their whole goal. I mean Kawhi, you just don't know what's going to happen. So why do you think? So if you don't know what's going to happen, why do you assume this that is he's just my in prediction? My predictions are usually right. <laughs> if you look at this show, your predictions actually have never been right. I don't remember you predicting anything right. right you're talking about a little short term, you know, one game. I mean, okay, but you I just said saying, you yeah. said generally that that just, your predictions. It's just an are error right. on my part. Bad take. Actually, have you ever had, have you ever had a right prediction? Pre- yes, I always have right predictions. Can you name one? It's one too many. Can you name a specific one? Don't. So so we're at, so we're here in sports. We're we're here in sports decap. Shout out to our listeners, but. I just basically expose this man for never having a right prediction. You know what? You know what? <laughs> We're going to up this bet. All right. We're going to give a viewer a gift card. Okay. So if Kawhi leaves, I owe you lunch and I owe a gift card to one of our viewers. But if he stays, you owe me lunch and you owe one of our marvelous viewers a gift card. I, I personally, I do you gotta not treat mind. the viewers. You gotta. I don't, treat, I don't so, care. Let's do so it. It's a win-win. You treat me, and you treat our lovely viewers. But the, I mean, I'm just. But the thing is, you're gonna be treating me and and the viewers that are always on my side. The viewers know see, about. What you think? That's, viewers know that I'm always you, right. You come in here and you just think I mean, you're right. I personally don't see what's your hatred or what's your. I don't know how you feel about Toronto because you on one on one end you say Dwayne Casey's an assistant coach at best, and I'm still in awe about that. I don't understand how you say that. And then on the other side, you say that you know for a fact, you say viewer's eye, that Kawhi Leonard is staying in Toronto. Tony, man, the viewer's eye has never done me wrong. Well, you just, it, you, you know, you'll, you'll be a victim of the viewer's eye. You'll see that. I saw it ahead of time. You're going to be like, man, this guy, 
you know, really, you know, you're talking about your 2020 vision. I mean, I can see the future. Okay, well, if you're gonna see the future, let's just go ahead and end the show because I'm I'm pretty let's sure go ahead and I'm end. pretty sure you saw the show end in pretty time anytime. It's all ending about right now. Yeah, it's yeah. sports decaf. Sports it's decaf. the man of the hour. You know, always doing the takes. I'm out, you. Peace out.